0: Welcome to Ghostly.
1: Does Benjamin Franklin's ghost exist? Ghostly is a podcast that comes- Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, wait a second, Rebecca. What are you doing? That's my part.
1: No, I thought that, that no, I was no, doing no, that now. No,
0: no, no. You did it one episode, okay? This is my part.
1: Okay. Ghostly
0: is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real- and my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat, and that's Rebecca.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we are back after our fun opposites episode.
1: Opposite day.
0: Yeah, that was fun. That,
1: uh, <laughs> that was definitely different.
0: I wonder how many people had caught off guard.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It caught me off guard. And I wonder
0: how long it took people to know that it was the opposite. To
1: realize, hey, wait a minute.
0: This is not (laughs) the usual. Mm
1: -hmm. Something's different.
0: So this is a very special episode, Rebecca. I'm sure you're aware. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was chosen by the listeners.
1: Yay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love doing these episodes because we can never tell what we're going to be talking about.
1: No, this is definitely like, a okay, I guess we'll find out.
0: And then we have to hurry up and do the research. (laughs) Um, But this is an episode that I've wanted to do for a long time, actually. Uh, It's about a great American that helped us win the revolution. Would you agree with that? Oh,
1: absolutely. Uh,
0: I am not sure we would have won it without him.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So not only that but he made several important inventions mm-hmm. and is one of the people that helped draft the declaration of independence. Yes. We of course are talking about Benjamin Franklin in this episode.
1: Benjamin Franklin, one out.
0: Yeah. Now, I will say this will have to be a condensed history because <laughs> um there is so much. Um uh, man, such a fascinating freaky guy.
1: Just so many like just one of those Renaissance men that just did everything.
0: I will say he was very, very eccentric.
1: Eccentric, yes.
0: Eccentric, e-
1: yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. He was, he was very much that. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're not going to get into too much about that in the history. Yeah. You know? I
1: mean, there was a, you know, there's some scandalous parts of the Benjamin Franklin story. Uh yeah. But I would just say, you know, he actually wrote an autobiography that you can read. He didn't finish. Well, obviously
0: <laughs> how do you finish that
1: yeah I don't know but uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I died on this day. And...
1: Uh, but it, it is pretty interesting and of course there are many 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 wonderful biographies out there on yes. Benjamin Franklin that you can check out um, I'm not even I can't even pick one okay then I've read at least two I know that <laughs> there's life. a lot
0: of audio books too about it so if you're yes. more into the audio um, thing like I am, mm-hmm. you can definitely check out some audible stuff. You got it. We used to be sponsored by Audible. We're not any longer, so I'm not going to promote <laughs> anything like that. So um, so, yeah, we do have some listener shout outs. There are two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. We always prefer those five star reviews, but we will read any and all reviews that we receive. And the second way is to become a member on Patreon. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar, and we have a few different tiers to choose from. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty affordable.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And you can get extra ghostly delivered on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, um, in fact, you may have noticed if you're a subscriber that last week... Yes. ...you got an episode when you weren't expecting.
0: Yeah, we just (laughs) put out a preview.
1: We did. We put out uh, an episode of Ghostly X that we actually released uh, on the Patreon feed... Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but we recorded it with the in mind to release it as a, an episode for, for you all to listen to because we just love Tony.
0: Yeah. Tony is so the best. So
1: much. So if you haven't listened to that, um, what are you waiting for? Go listen. Yeah. Right. Tony, it's free. Yeah. It's free. And uh, Tony is uh, Tony Zabalowski is our favorite paranormal investigator slash tour guide yes. guy. Like yes. he's amazing.
0: And he's just an. All around great guy, too. I mean, he's very friendly and he's very honest.
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He will tell you. Yeah. He's he like, will... no, I don't know any stories
0: about that one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so
0: um we did get a new um member to Patreon and that was Aaron.
1: Yeah. yeah thank so you so much, Aaron.
0: Thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate it. And also, we got a very interesting review on Apple Podcast. Yeah. Now it's I love ghost and spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Five star review, so I, I I love it. You know, this is from Creeper Felix B.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he said I found out about this podcast when I did a paint job for their new studio. Very interesting content. Thanks again for Batchers Grove Cemetery info. That place definitely has a presence. And then with a ghost emoji. Mm-hmm. So yeah maybe the cat's out of the bag then i was just gonna are,
1: say i think uh we got a reveal of something that we haven't announced on regular ghostly
0: yet yeah, we did on we did on ghostly x yeah um so yeah we are working on making a new studio um we're not really making anything it is a room in rebecca's house <laughs> uh currently we are recording in her dining room uh and you know it just ghostly deserves more than that so we're getting some paint, getting some furniture put in there, and we're gonna have a place where we might even be able to do some video episodes.
1: Yeah, we're so excited for this. It's gonna Absolutely. be it's gonna be great to have a dedicated ghostly space.
0: Although I am nervous, you know, people see my ugly mug, you know. I
1: was gonna say, like, I don't know if anyone really needs to see me, but <laughs> we could at least have some visuals then. So I suppose yeah. that's nice. A- anyways, lots of lots of fun things. And actually one of the things and I apologize to all the ghostly ex-listeners. I am behind on doing uh, Rebecca's creepy bedtime story. But I'm hoping with this new studio that I can do some really good creepy bedtime yeah, stories with I, some pictures. And I think you can. Some fun things. So Absolutely. Um, so anyways, definitely check us out on uh, Patreon. And thank you for our new Patreon and our review. All right. All right. So I've got a listener mail. Uh, we're actually going to finish our ufo story
0: oh good <laughs> from the last
1: episode uh that was really creepy that was so creepy yeah, yeah. um so just a, a little bit more with uh ta here or jason uh in the months and years that followed oh just as a recap right so he was standing there and there were like weird lights where they were driving home saw weird lights he was standing watching the weird lights and then basically like lost an hour of time like somehow he was gone, and his roommate couldn't find him. Yeah. So go go back if you haven't listened to the to our uh, Roswell episode for the first half of this one um, because it's super creepy. All right. In the months and years that followed, I researched things like ball lightning and other uncommon but fully natural phenomena mm. like that. The UFO was definitely not like any natural thing that I could find. I looked into electrical transformer malfunctions that can cause strange lights. Again. The UFO was not at all like that. I've never seen anything like it, and I've been looking for things to match against it ever since. My roommate saw it. I saw it. Nobody else seemed to see it, which is just full tilt weird. It may or may not be related, but during the week that followed, we would come home to find all of the kitchen cabinets and drawers wide open. What? Of course, I suspected my roommate Neighbors or other friends of trying to mess with me, but after tracking all that down, there wasn't any plausible way it could have been them. I left in the morning with my roommate. He was with me all day at work, and nobody else had keys to our place. I had a cat at the time. I expected my cat to be freaked out or show signs of distress if someone or something was messing around our apartment. Nope, the cat seemed oblivious to all of this. By the second week, the strangeness stopped. I never suffered any ailment or felt anything amiss for supposedly having disappeared for an hour. Other than the freaky question of it, life went on as normal. And that was that. I still don't know what to make of this. I've seen similar lights in the sky above me twice since then, both in the early 2000s, but not further ensuing UFOs. Well. I think the lights might have been UFOs, but Mm. we'll see. Uh, For a time, I suspected the strange colored lights behind the clouds to be intra-cloud lightning, but I've since seen what such lightning looks like, and the strange colored lights associated with the UFO experience are not like that. Back then and over the years, I would talk it over with my roommate at the time. He is equally befuddled by it all, but has as clear a memory of it as I do, even though our otherwise shared experiences... Um, have that hour loss break in continuity what to make of this can't say honestly what i can say is that i'm alive in one piece and living a relatively normal life otherwise but the question remains what was all that i feel fortunate that lacking and an- lacking the answer is no obstacle to carry on carrying on in life <laughs> it may as well have never happened really right
0: wow <laughs> well, again, I want to thank you so much, Toph, for uh, sending that in to us. Um, and your stories are just really, really good. Um, and if you have a story, we would love to read it on here. Notice that I don't debate the ghost stories. No, let lets you, me just read them. The listener mail is non non-debatable.
1: Unless you specifically request it.
0: Yeah, which, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, but we definitely want to hear yours. Uh, you can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form right on ghostlypodcast.com. Or one of our favorite ways is to get actual physical mail. And you would send that into P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois 60134. You're not going to remember any of that. Just look at the bottom of ghostlypodcast.com in the footer. And it's right there.
1: Absolutely. We can't wait to read them. All right. So next is, of course, uh, the polls.
0: Oh, my God. This is going to be horrible. Well, so I'm the yes in this one, which is really I was just going to say, weird. we have
1: to think about this. Because yeah. I remember, everything was topsy-turvy last episode. So in our last episode, we talked about Roswell, New Mexico. So yes means that... Aliens did land in Roswell, right? And that and means that I... And that means Pat... Well,
0: no, no, no. Not wins. aliens landed, that there was a UFO that there crashed. There was
1: a UFO that crashed in yes. Roswell, whereas no means there was not, and that means I win. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. I am actually very surprised. Okay. Because this says yes, 61.5%. Whoa. And no, 38.5%.
0: Whoa. Now,
1: I saw the votes coming in I might call foul, foul play on this one because I don't remember seeing that many yeses.
0: Um, well, you know where you can go to check. <laughs>
1: on, our, on our website? No, <laughs> our, no. Oh, no. No, not our website. Our, we
0: use we use Airtable for our polls. Yeah, so yeah. we you do can get them updated on
1: online eventually. But okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm going to check that. Do it. All right.
0: So, and the overall rating people can now vote on how haunted they believe something is or how likely it is that a UFO crashed, one being not at all likely and 10 being the most likely and it got a five.
1: Okay, 5. so 0. in the middle, all right. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to, I will research this and we'll okay. we'll come back to it after the break. All right, that. I all don't right. wanna take up time during our episode here. All right, uh, I've got a ghost story. Mm-hmm. For okay. our episode today, so let's let's go into that.
0: It's time for a spooky tale from our
1: Last night was a wild night. My friends and I decided we needed a night out. Work and life have just been a lot lately, and we thought maybe we'd get out on the town here in Philly. I say this to say that we may have had a few drinks when we saw what we saw, but I still stand by it. We had been out to dinner and then went to a local bar. We had fun, laughed, and then decided that we should go dancing. Not our usual routine lately, but we were having such a great time. As we made it out to the street, we noticed a small crowd of people cheering someone on while they were dancing. So we went to check it out. This guy was good. We decided it must be some dare, because he was dressed in a toga and really going at the dancing. After a few minutes, he started to dance away. Like, not walking, dancing. People were laughing and... Started to move on to where they were going, but I kept looking at him. I realized that it was hard to really, like, see what he looked like. He was a little older than I thought at first. I started to think that, despite the toga, he almost looked like some sort of reenactor. When you live in Philadelphia, that's really not that unusual of a sight. Then I saw his glasses. Those iconic glasses we all recognize. It was like as my mind was focusing on him, the more details appeared. Then he just faded away into the night. I couldn't believe what I had just seen. So I turned around and saw my two friends just standing there talking. I asked, did you see that? See what? the dancer. He disappeared. They just laughed and told me he just went around the corner and I must have been drinking more than I thought. But I told them, I know what I saw. I saw Benjamin Franklin dancing in a toga before he faded away. I saw his ghost.
0: All right. I got to say, that's probably one of the funniest ghost stories that you've ever read. (laughs) (laughs) Picturing Benjamin Franklin dancing in a toga.
1: Listen, I don't, uh, I mean, I I may write the stories, but they are based on uh, things that people say. Yeah, which
0: I am pretty sure that Benjamin Franklin did dance in a toga.
1: (laughs) That's very possible. I'm pretty sure he was he a did. very fun guy.
0: Again, I'm not going to really talk about too much about that because a lot of that is speculation too. A lot uh, of that is- I mean,
1: some of it's not, but yes, yeah, some of it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Oh, how much of that did you make up?
1: Um, I mean, I made up, I made it into a story, but that is what people claim,
0: wow. essentially. So we're, we'll we'll talk about in it in Philadelphia. Yep. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we will get to the Pet Facts. Pet Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. Pats.
1: Facts. From a skeptic point of view. Pats. Facts.
0: He presents it all to you. Pats. Facts.
1: Facts.
0: All right, we are back with the history. The Pat Facts are sponsored by Tarot by Ta.
1: Ta is a professional tarot card reader with over 20 years of experience.
0: He reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments throughout the greater Chicagoland area.
1: He also does his readings worldwide using online services like Zoom.
0: And as always, the best part is that he's hashtag team skeptic.
1: Oh, goodness. <laughs> no, that's good.
0: To find out more about Ta, visit and like his Facebook page at facebook.com slash Um he also writes amazing stories for us now. Well,
1: he also has had really creepy experiences. Let's say he that. Has.
0: He definitely has.
1: He brings the alien tech with him when he does your reading. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. That's why he's so good.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> you know what? I've I've talked to people that have had readings by him and they swear by it. There you go. Yeah, so go. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, so Rebecca, did you have a chance to look into the votes? I
1: boats? did. I um- did jeez i can't believe it yeah he's he he got him right
0: oh and you called me out
1: i did because i mean (laughs) i swear when i was watching him come in it didn't seem like there were uh, more yeses but all right i
0: just think that you wanted to see i wanted to yes so what do you think now about roswell
1: yeah no sorry (laughs) what do you think about
0: ufos though
1: I mean, I feel like we've learned that there are such things as UFOs, but that doesn't necessarily like the government has said as much, but we don't know that they're alien.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to get into the pet facts about Benjamin Franklin. Now, Benjamin Franklin was born in Boston on January 17th, 1706. So he was um, first generation on his father's side to be born here.
1: Right, but at that point, he was English, just born here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. His father was Josiah Franklin, who was from England, and was a candle and soap maker. Mm-hmm. So let me just say, Benjamin Franklin didn't start off with a ton of money.
1: Yeah, definitely came from, you know, working middle class. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, people didn't bathe that much, so they didn't have a need for <laughs> soap. <laughs> Um, Benjamin's father married twice and had just 17 children.
1: Oh, just seventeen.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the reason why our population has gone so high. Is seventeen children. Man. Benjamin's mother was Josiah's second wife, um, Abiah Folger, and she was from Nantucket. Okay. And Benjamin was the eighth of ten children from the happy couple.
1: <laughs> oh, Way to I mean you know hats off to you Abaya yeah. like that's uh, okay
0: Abaya that's a very interesting name
1: it is I've not heard that one I like it
0: Josiah and Abaya they sound like they are um
1: like oh, from old time New England <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah they they do they definitely Pil- do pilgrims I don't yeah. know like they just yeah. definitely
1: sound like they yeah come yeah, from that yeah. that time and place um
0: so. Benjamin had a very limited education, though, which surprised me when i when I looked into this. I thought he was a very well educated person uh he dropped out at the age of ten, mhm, yep. but he had a thirst for knowledge and would read whatever he could, so much so that he was able to teach himself to be a skilled writer,
1: yeah, he was very uh very smart, very quick to learn,
0: yeah, and you know people used him for his writings too mm-hmm. i mean they I mean, obviously, Declaration of Independence, he was part of that. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, At the age of 12, he was apprenticed to his older brother, James, who was a Boston printer. Mm -hmm. James sounds like a perfectly normal name, not a (laughs) Josiah or anything. Uh, I mean, if you're Josiah, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't mean to make fun of your name. By the age of 16, Benjamin was contributing essays under the pseudonym Silence Do Good.
1: No, oh, yes,-hmm, Have
0: you ever heard that? yeah, oh okay, uh, to a newspaper published by his brother, and at the age of seventeen, Benjamin ran away from his apprenticeship uh, to Philadelphia, where he found work as a printer.
1: yeah, I think um we'll we'll notice throughout this, you know, like just like today, learning a trade can be a really great thing that can can let you move around and do a lot of different things yeah um, you know for for him back then learning to be a printer yeah. r- enabled him to do a lot so
0: absolutely yeah yeah it gave him gave him a lot of access to things. Mm-hmm. Um, in late 1724 he traveled to London, England and again found employment in the printing business. Benjamin returned to Philadelphia in 1726 and two years later opened a printing shop. The business became highly successful, producing a range of materials, including government pamphlets, books, and currency. In 1729, Benjamin became the owner and publisher of a colonial newspaper, the Pennsylvania Gazette, which proved uh, popular and to which he contributed much of the content, often using more pseudonyms.
1: Which is funny like so I mean this is very Benjamin Franklin where he's like yeah like here's a newspaper I'm just gonna start a newspaper and I'm gonna write most of the content (laughs) just I'm just I'll just pretend that I'm different like writers yeah exactly and no one will know and they'll just like and he really did
0: (laughs) he really did like he took on different characters and stuff Uh too yeah really truly um, but Benjamin really found much of his early success with Poor Richard's Almanac, and he published it every year from 1733 to 1758.
1: Yes, very popular.
0: Uh, those are worth a lot of money if anybody has any. Oh, yeah.
1: All, yeah, something from 1740. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, the Almanac became known for its witty sayings, which often had to do with the importance of diligence and frugality such as early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) In 1730, Benjamin began living with Deborah Reed, the daughter of his former Philadelphia landlady, and she started living there as his common-law wife. Um, Reed's first husband had abandoned her. However, due to bigamy laws, She and Franklin could not have an official wedding ceremony. Mm -hmm. Um, Benjamin and Reed had a son, Francis Folger Franklin. That's a lot of Fs. (laughs) It is. Um, Who died of smallpox at the age of four. Sorry. Uh, And a daughter, Sarah Franklin Bach. Um, Franklin had another son, William Franklin, who was born out of wedlock.
1: To
0: Francis or somebody else? Dun, dun,
1: dun. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Yeah, that is the question there, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But while in Philadelphia, Benjamin became active in civic affairs. He established a number of community organizations, including a lending library when books were not widely available in the colonies.
1: Hey, so what does that mean? Does that mean that he started the first library?
0: It does not mean he started the first library. There were libraries before that, but he did start one. And um, it was actually a, um, a pretty established library until 1850, which the American Library Association came out in 1846, I believe. Okay. So, yeah. There you go. You might want to look that up for me just to be sure (laughs) Um, because I worked there and I should know that. Um, So he also started the first Philadelphia fire company, a police patrol and the American philosophical society, which was a group devoted to science and other scholarly pursuits. Wow! Benjamin also organized the Pennsylvania militia, raised funds to build a city hospital, and spearheaded a program to pave and light city streets. Wow. All this, and he was also creation of the Academy of Philadelphia, which was a college which opened in 1751 and became known as the University of Philadelphia in 1791.
1: Okay, so first of all, the American Library Association was September of 1853.
0: I was so close. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So we're saying he started the first like what? Well, not, I mean, when I say first, I mean first like in the area in yeah. the colonies. Yeah, I don't yeah. mean in the world.
0: There was none then. It was really hard for them to get books.
1: Yeah. So library. Uh, you said fire. Yeah. <laughs> Police station. <laughs> Police station. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the oh my American
0: gosh. Philosophical Society. Um. Hospital. Um, start the first
1: college in the area. Program
0: to pave and light city streets.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, he did so much, this guy. I mean, I'm telling you. Right. I mean, there's some bad things in his history, too, that I'm not going to go into. But uh, there was some bad things. Personal. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing was, he did a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he did a lot. He had to have had like ADHD or something like something. that. Something, yes. I, I swear. I mean, this guy, he jumped around so much and it's so different the things that he did. Mm-hmm, yep. His printing business did so well that it allowed him to retire and live off of the money that he made there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he took on yet another passion and um, the one that he's most famous for is an inventor. Yes. Um. And also a little bit of politics in there, too. Oh, definitely. In 1740, he conducted experiments that contributed to the understanding of electricity and invented the lightning rod, which protected building, buildings from fires caused by lightning.
1: Which we still use today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And in 1752, he conducted his famous kite experiment and demonstrated that lightning is electricity. Now, here's the thing. He did not invent electricity. No. Um, but he proved that it, that lightning was electricity, yeah, which seems like da, right. <laughs> but back then they did not know. No,
1: they didn't. And
0: that was his idea that it was, and nobody was able to prove it or disprove it mm-hmm. until he came around. Um, Benjamin also coined a number of electricity-related terms, including battery, charger, and conductor. Still used today. Still used. Uh, He developed the Franklin stove, which provided more heat while using less fuel than other stoves.
1: Huge, huge, just game changer for homes, for people.
0: And also, he made bifocal eyeglasses. Yeah. um, Which allow for distance and reading use. So those are the glasses that you see him wearing. Those are... Like some of the first bifocals.
1: Yeah, so you don't have to have two different pairs of glasses all the time.
0: Absolutely. In 1754, at a meeting of the colonial representatives in Albany, New York, Benjamin proposed a plan for uniting the colonies under a national congress. Although his Albany plan was rejected, it helped lay the groundwork for the Articles of Confederation, which became the first constitution of the United States when ratified in 1781. All right. In 1757, Benjamin traveled to London. He was there to help work on a tax dispute that the uh, colonists were having with England. <laughs> oh, really? There was <laughs> yeah. a
1: tax dispute with exactly. England, I, I and hear you say. You know,
0: He was born in Boston, too, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he ended up moving to London until 1775, this was very interesting time for both the colonies and England.
1: Uh, I would say so. I don't know if you heard, but there was
0: this little <laughs> war thing that happened. Uh, the British government wanted to impose a series of regulatory measures to assert greater control over the, uh, over the colonies. Mm-hmm. Um, Benjamin returned to Philadelphia in May of 1775, shortly after the Revolutionary War had begun, and was selected to serve as a delegate to the Second Con- uh, Continental Congress. America's governing body at the time. Mm -hmm. In 1776, he was part of the five-member committee that helped draft the Declaration of Independence, in which the 13 American colonies declared their freedom from British rule. That same year, Congress sent Benjamin to France to enlist that nation's help with the Revolutionary War. So this is why I'm saying, if it wasn't for him, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we would have won that. Because in February 1778, the French signed a military alliance with America and went on to provide soldiers supplies and money that proved critical to America's victory in the war. Now, I will say, France and England always had little spats. Yes. And they hated each other. Yes. But they did not want to come over here to fight them.
1: No and and also too I mean France had colonies so it's not like they want to like spread the idea of yeah. revolution necessarily
0: but somehow somehow Benjamin was able to Yeah you know Yeah
1: Franklin did that and um uh, John Adams was also over there for for some of that time but was, it was yeah. definitely Franklin that really Knew the culture, knew the players, had spent time over there.
0: John Adams was a bit too conservative for the French liking. Yeah. And Benjamin, with his crazy toga dancing.
1: (laughs) It fit right in.
0: They loved him. Yeah. They really did. Uh, In 1785, Benjamin left France and returned once again to Philadelphia. In 1787, he became the oldest member of the Constitutional Convention. He was 81. That was pretty old for those days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even today. In the convention, he urged the delegates to support the new constitution. Uh, That was ratified by nine states in June of 1788. Mm -hmm. That's our current constitution. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin died shortly after at the age of 84 on April 17th, 1790 in Philadelphia following a funeral that was attended by an estimated 20,000 people. Now, given that we just watched the queen's funeral, that's mm. that's nothing compared to that. Sure. But I mean transportation-wise and everything like that. These are only the people that were living in Philadelphia that would go to that right. or maybe maybe some high-ranking officials would mm-hmm. travel by train to go to it. Right. Um I don't Still, even know if there was the a few. Tram- I mean,
1: 20,000 people back then, there were not a lot of people, um, colonists, I should say, no. you know, that were there. And so, yeah, that actually seems like quite a lot of people.
0: It was a lot of people. I mean, but it's just comparative to what we just went through. It sure. seems like such a small number, but I just want to say that it probably wasn't 10 days long either. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was buried in Philadelphia's Christ Church Cemetery and in his will. He left money to Boston and Philadelphia, which was later used to establish a trade school and a science museum and fund scholarships and other community projects. All in all, more than 200 years after his death, Benjamin remains one of the most celebrated figures in U.S. history. His image appears on the $100 bill, and towns, schools, and businesses across America are named for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it. Like, I mean, maybe it's just the nature of the name, but like, so it's Benjamin Franklin. But if I say Ben Franklin, totally fine. Like, we can call him by his nickname. Like, that's how much we love this man.
0: Yeah, old old Ben.
1: Old Ben like we, we all know him. We know a lot of his stories. Yeah, You know, I think some of it too, you know, he
0: Obi Wan Kenobi. That's who No, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
1: <laughs> is you know, he was such an instrumental part in not just American history, but also, like you said, all the science. inventions and science, but also, you know, getting um you know our country modernized with you know fire departments and you know all of these different and paved things. streets and yeah, postal street office lights. we didn't even get into that like oh yeah dude, it's like yeah. there's just again read a biography or watch i think ken burns just came out with uh franklin as a movie but um so much it's so cool he just i mean again he you know in his personal life he wasn't always the most up and up with the. Uh, the ladies are just different people, but but he wasn't bad. and he wasn't or he was I don't know.
0: I'm some would say he was a, he was a ladies man too. Yes,
1: I would say that. There you go. Yeah. That's a way to say it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not like womanizer, is yeah. that what you're thinking? Well, mm-hmm.
1: but he really did love um he <laughs> loved all women. Well, he loved all women, but he <laughs> did have some that he really did love. Yeah. Um and he you know, he uh he, he loved France. I mean, he stayed there I mean, obviously to help America, but, you know, he was there for like 10 years. Yeah. I mean, plus he had been there before then. So he was worldly. And he stayed in
0: London for a long time too. Yeah.
1: He was the most famous American in his lifetime. At that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah even
0: more famous than George Washington. Absolutely. Yeah, he definitely was because he was so world known.
1: And people had been reading his almanac and they had, you know, I yeah. mean, just all of that for so long that, yeah, he was easily the most famous American in the world um and as well as here in yeah. his lifetime.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just love that he was a man of science. You know? Yeah. He believed in science and he sought out scientific answers for things, like we should do with ghosts.
1: I was just gonna say that doesn't mean he didn't believe in ghosts. I don't know. I wonder if he did. I wonder if he did. Yeah, I'm sure he was open minded to it.
0: Maybe we should do a seance and ask him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right.
0: All right. So uh, well, that's the Pat Facts.
1: Hat facts.
0: Um <laughs> I I guess we should take a break and then end this episode then.
1: Right? Uh no, it's time for why we're all actually here, which is the ghost story. I thought we were
0: all here for the history. Uh no.
1: I mean this was a fun history and obviously just the highlights for him, but uh no, no, we have ghost stories.
0: Can you find us a picture of Ben Franklin in a Toga dancing?
1: Um, well, I'm certainly gonna find a, include a picture of Ben Franklin in a toga.
0: Okay. That's going to happen. All right. Excellent. In a way. All right. So let's take a break and we will be right back with the debate.
1: Hey, listeners, did you know there's a way to share with the world, whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtags team skeptic? Or for those who need it, hashtag team the middle. It's our store called Ghostly Gear.
0: Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like microclimate or even the Easter Island Massacre or of the ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t shirt, hoodie, mug, mask whatever <laughs>
1: okay okay i think we got it um they they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on ghostly gear to order right on the website and send us any ideas that you have for new merch
0: exactly order your merch today and send us a pic of you and your ghostly gear
1: are back and it is time time for a debate <laughs>
0: time for a debate <laughs>
1: uh, so we have learned all about benjamin franklin's history and now let's let's hear about his history since his death
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now i've got uh we've got a few ghost stories um so the most famous ghost story about benjamin franklin is about his statue outside of the philosophical society's library hall
0: you know, there was there used to be another statue in Philadelphia of Rocky. Oh, and I don't think he haunts that.
1: Oh, I don't know. I haven't haven't researched <laughs> that, but uh, probably not. I would say since he's a fictional character. Um, and Sylvester Stallone is still alive. Yeah, that yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so he is wearing a toga in the statue. <laughs> Oh, of course. Which looks really odd. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Um, I will include a picture in the show notes. It's kind of like, it's not on the ground. It's like in like in an alcove in the building, like above the, the door, like okay. high up. It's almost like a church <laughs> kind of thing, even though it's not that. Mm. Uh, so, okay. So I'm going to read a quote from Darcy Ort um, and her book, Haunted Philadelphia, Famous Phantom Sinister Sites and Lingering Legends. Quote, what makes this statue of Franklin especially unique are the reports of it leaving its pedestal. Shortly after Franklin died, people reported seeing the statue walking the streets of Philadelphia. Some report seeing the statue making its way towards Franklin's house, as the real Franklin did on many occasions. Others report seeing the statue dancing or skipping along Philadelphia streets. There are even claims that it visits local pubs like City Tavern. (laughs) (laughs) and there are other sources with similar things but I like that one the best
0: well I mean uh, I would say that Benjamin Franklin dabbled in a lot of magic uh, with a K not with a C Um, and uh, if anyone could maybe it could be him but it wasn't I mean a statue getting up and come on
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Okay. People report seeing him and they maybe they just, I mean, because he was in a toga, they just assumed it was the statue.
0: Statues are usually made of things that don't allow them to just get up and walk away. So just well, I don't so know, you know if it
1: was the statue, but just like you know his spirit yeah, coming from it. Yeah, because
0: if it was the statue, I think people would be like, "Hey, where did the statue go?"
1: Well, I mean yeah. that could be a question. We've had that issue before.
0: No, no, I'm sorry, Rebecca. This is just I this is just kind of out there. I I you know, uh, I am going to say that a lot of things that I think are happening here is Benjamin Franklin was a very famous American. And as so uh, I think that we have this want and desire to know these people personally. Mm. We've read so many stories about them. Mm-hmm. We want to know them personally. And I think this makes people want to see this. But also, I would say that there could be someone cosplaying as him.
1: <laughs> well, they started seeing this back <laughs> in the like 1800s or whatever. So Yeah,
0: I think he was maybe one of the first people that were cosplayed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to say no, 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 no. Okay. And I'm going to give it a zero. A
1: zero? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this one a six.
0: A six? Rebecca, it's a statue.
1: I know, but there's reports, so I have to go with it. Okay. All right, so next evidence. Um, On her website, Hairpin, ghost investigator Kelly Canoboy, Canoboy? Canoboy. Canoboy, uh, did some EMF research inside the building and outside, underneath the statue. When she was in the building, the readings were low, but when she was outside under the statue, she said they were off the charts high. However, she said she did not see it dancing. And she did go back several times to see if she could do it. But the EMFs were always really high. I would love to see
0: him dance, though. (laughs) I know. I wonder if he does like modern dancing. I would guess not. Maybe he's got a TikTok. He
1: does like a jig, I'm guessing.
0: Maybe he does a TikTok. Well, he could
1: make a TikTok dance.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, so EMFs, I have trouble with this because they pick up electronics in the area mm-hmm. so i do have trouble with it sometimes they can go off for various reasons it doesn't necessarily mean that anything is going on there and i don't know why we associate emfs with ghost that much um so you know i just i never really emfs don't really do anything for me i've played with them i've done stuff with them we have Mm-hmm uh, we did a, um investigation of Side Street Studio in Elgin, mm-hmm. and we had EMFs, right? Yes. And I, I just don't really...
1: It was very clear to me where the ghosts were when we were using those.
0: Okay. Because <laughs> you in totally that... believe in it. Yep. Why? Why? What is the reason for that, though?
1: Um, I mean, it's just because, again, for me, I feel like we can't always see spirits, but... They come but you can feel the electricity, f- form of energy. Yeah, you just—we don't it? understand. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go zero on this one.
1: <laughs> uh i'm gonna go another six on this one okay there's some some solid stuff there all right next this is the other kind of more popular ghost story Mm -hmm. is this is actually again back to the 1800s supposedly a cleaning woman at that philosophical society Mm -hmm. uh reported seeing his ghost wandering the halls and hurrying past her along the bookshelves so she like felt something and looked and it was benjamin franklin kind of like scurrying along Hmm. The bookshelves.
0: Well, this is this is hard because um, there's no pictures or anything like that. Especially, you know, it's in the 1880s, so pictures were just really starting to be a thing that was done, and
1: not a ghost hunting thing.
0: And it was probably well,
1: no, they were, but <laughs> not like this. Yeah,
0: but I mean, <laughs> like you couldn't like take the 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 equipment wasn't exactly portable. Right there, you go. So, um, I don't know. I just. I don't believe it at all, but I'm going to have to give it a one because there is a lack of evidence with this particular piece of evidence that I would need to be able to validate things.
1: Yeah, I give this one a seven. Like I could totally like see that he'd be a little more likely, I think, to him wandering the bookshelves rather than dancing
0: just a little bit. He did both of those things in life, though. (laughs) I'll just say. All right.
1: All right. We have uh, one more here. This last one is a little different. Um, So there's a town in Philadelphia called Bensalem, or Bensalem is what it looks like to me, uh, that's about 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia. And they claim that maybe... Franklin conducted his kite experiment in their town at a place called Groden mansion. So I don't know if that's true. Like I couldn't really like sources will just say he did it in Philadelphia, but like if it's just like a suburb 30 mi- minutes outside of Philadelphia, like I could see that still just being called Philadelphia anyways. Uh, so mainline paranormal investigators say that there are reported to be sightings of, quote, a man flying a kite, as well as, quote, battle noises around the trenches surrounding this property. And in his book, *The Spirits of 76, Ghost Stories of the American Revolution, author Daniel Barefoot wrote without question, quote, without question, the most famous resident ghost here is that of Benjamin Franklin. His ghost kite in hand has been cited here.
0: All right. So if we go back to his kite experiment, mm-hmm. so we have this idea that he flew the kite. Mm-hmm. He didn't fly it. It was tied. Mm-hmm. So that's how he would test it. He wouldn't just be like, oh, I felt electricity go through <laughs> me, you know, because it got struck by it. Yeah. Um. So given that fact, I don't really think he's synonymous with kite flying.
1: Oh, he is, though, in like popular culture, I would say for sure. I mean, did you see the Scooby-Doo episode?
0: I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, so that makes me think that it's people's perception and not a real ghost. A ghost wouldn't reenact something that didn't actually happen.
1: Well, I'm sure he flew the kite and then he tied it to something. I mean, he had to get it in the air in the first place.
0: Uh I don't know necessarily if he did or if he just tied it to something waited for wind, and then i'm I'm not exactly sure how that transpired there, but I don't even know if it happened in Groudon <laughs> mansion there um so I'm gonna go zero on this one. This one is just a bunch of this is just a bunch of jibbledy jabble. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's like none of the things make sense in this whole thing. <laughs> Jibbity jabble.
1: Okay, that's your vote. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go five on this one. I'm a little less convinced with this one just Why, because- I What makes it less for you? Because I couldn't even find proof that that's where he flew the kite. So it's like, well, I mean, maybe they. some people think they they saw this man, but like, I don't know if it was a ghost or not. So- you know, I'm a little less.
0: can we just let him rest?
1: <laughs> Listen, let all him I know, rest in his toga? All I know is that actually talking about all this makes me want to go fly, guys. <laughs> 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 it's been a lot of years uh,
0: since it's a, I've done that. It's about to rain.
1: Yeah, well, not like this second, but like <laughs> sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> Though I don't own one, and I, I doubt that I'll go get one.
0: <laughs> I will say... Kite flying has definitely dipped in its uh, enthusiasm, <laughs> probably because there's no like open areas where you know you could just run around with a kite.
1: There's also no TikTok.
0: There's no what TikTok TikTok of kites.
1: Yeah, like I mean, it's just like like for kids today, playing kite it's kind of boring compared to you know their phone.
0: Although I did see Clerks three, and there is a big kite. Reference there, oh. where they're they're bringing kites back.
1: All right, I mean, I say let's do it. It is fun every time. I mean, I've only done it a few times in my life. It wasn't like a regular thing for me as a kid or anything. But a few times I've done it. It's pretty fun.
0: I don't necessarily find it as much fun as I do work. <laughs>
1: You do have to kind of run with it.
0: You have to run with it and it doesn't always work. And it's like...
1: It's exciting when it does.
0: And you have to plan out things a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Ben
1: Franklin's ghost can do it.
0: (laughs) But he can't. Then we can do it. He cannot do it.
1: I think he can.
0: All right. So what is your overall rating then?
1: So my overall rating is going to be a six for this one. I had a seven and a five, but mostly it was six. So, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if this, you know, historical figure who has done so much um, is still kind of walking around.
0: But it's not the idea, does it surprise you? Do you believe it? Yeah. You believe slightly. that? Yeah. Slightly, yeah. like I'm, it's,
1: I'm not a 10. Okay. You know, but I, I, I do think so. Yeah, how about for you?
0: Overall, I'm gonna have to go zero because I did a couple of zeros and a one there. I did only one one, so. Um, and the one one was not a real solid one. (laughs) It was based upon, there was just not enough information there
1: to go by. How many times can you say one in a sentence?
0: One, 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 (laughs) one. So that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest, especially Rebecca. Are you ready? Yes. All right, let's go.
1: All right. So Benjamin Franklin is an icon and he is somebody that, uh, as we mentioned, one of the most famous people of all time, one of the most famous Americans, one of the most famous Philadelphians. He was always curious, always looking for the next big thing. And it just wouldn't surprise me at all if he, some part of his spirit is still here and wandering the library. Like, yeah, that's where he'd go. And you know what? Again, he was a fun person in life. So you know what? If it turns out he's out there dancing, like doesn't surprise me i think we haven't had too many recent sightings because as we as as i think we've talked about things dissipate maybe over time but still there still being seen and uh, i think i think he haunts uh, philadelphia
0: all right you had like five seconds left yeah, there rebecca thank you. that's one of the first times
1: mm-hmm. all right are you ready yes okay go
0: again i think this is want and desire We want there to be a Benjamin Franklin that we could reach out to and talk to. He seems like such an interesting guy. And our desire overtakes us, and we see things like this. Also, I think that there are people that really do cosplay as him. I really think that there are people that, especially in Philadelphia, would want to look like him. And I think that sometimes this is, you know... I mean, look, as a as a bigger guy, there's not many things I, I can cosplay as. I can't cosplay as Thor unless I do chubby Thor. And so I could do Benjamin Franklin, though. I could totally do that. So that's where I'm going to go with this one, and that is it.
1: Okay. It sounded like you were saying though that just like people just like in like not cosplay, but just like in general or like yeah, the Franklin look, that's what I go for. We
0: we love the little round glasses too. John Lennon did those.
1: Well, that is true. That 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 is true. <laughs> so people are trying to look like
0: Benjamin Franklin nowadays. <laughs> I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family. As word of mouth is our best ad- advertisement. Remember We don't take ourselves that serious when we do these debates. Uh, That is the reason why we're able to have these kind of debates. Don't take everything so serious. Well,
1: I mean, hopefully they aren't. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. It's just,
1: you know, it's all in fun and, uh, you know, and we can all think what we think and it's okay.
0: Absolutely. It is perfectly fine, whatever you believe, especially if you believe that it's not true at all. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> so I want to give a special shout out to our VIP patrons, which are, as I always say, our producers of this show. We talk about future episodes with them. We listen to what they have to say. We take their suggestions and we try to do episodes of those. Um, so the first one is Alicia. Carrie. Becky. Natalie. Kim.
1: Ta. Ernie, Marisol. Shayla. Cindy. Kevin. Nicole. Jessica. Alice.
0: Austin. Aaron. Hope. And Candy. And this is our time right now. Okay. We are it's getting here. in we're getting into the spooky season. Spooky. There is pumpkin spice latte everywhere. Everywhere. And that means it's time for all the ghostly. All oh, the ghostly. So in the spooky season, we do an episode every single week. And we usually do some kind of theme to them. Mm-hmm. The month of October will all be about, drumroll please, Rebecca, haunted cemeteries.
1: Haunted cemeteries. And
0: we will start with a Chicago classic, Rebecca. We're going to do Graceland Cemetery, and it comes out on October 5th. Now, to be fair, we've already recorded this episode. because it was a um, something that we did at Elgin Fringe Fest.
1: Yeah, it's a live recording. It's, it was super fun. Everybody had a great time. We got a lot of votes, uh, yeah. a lot of feedback, super fun. And we can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, and just the whole month is going to be super fun.
0: Yeah. Now, I will say... That the polls are very difficult to do during um, when we do a weekly episode because it takes people a couple of weeks to vote, Mm -hmm. to listen and vote. So I'm going to leave all the polls open for the whole October and we won't release the results until November.
1: Yeah, just, you know, keep listening, keep voting, make sure you know which one you're voting on, and then we'll reveal all the results in in November. That sounds like a good idea. You could
0: vote on ghostlypodcast.com slash polls, or just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on polls in the menu bar. Yeah. It's that easy. We have a lot of spooky stuff coming up, though.
1: Oh, oh, I mean, and there's, there are some things. (laughs) it's really exciting and uh we're ready to celebrate this uh season with you
0: if you had to sum up all of the haunted cemeteries that we're going to do with one word what would that one word be haunted (laughs) until next time stay ghostly
1: bye